Dr. Perkins here with Be Better with the Be Better podcast. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Everyone, a reminder, get up, get out and get into it. It is February 7th, 2022. Let's make it a marvelous Monday. What is Be Better podcasting? It's really simple. It is sharing information from fascinating people all the way to pop culture. You are encouraged to glean this information, take it out into the world, to be better. It's as simple as that. Today's episode is called Be Better with Ebb and Flow Coffee Company. And I have their co-owners here, Liz Schwartz and Carly Warren. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. How is your Monday going so far? It's good. How's yours? Uh, It's marvelous so far. I love the weather. It's about 70-ish, and I love that. I know. It's getting there. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Before we know, it'll be hot, hot, and hot, and we'll be complaining. That's right. Good old Arizona. All right. From what I understand, you guys are co-owners of the Ebb and Flow Coffee Company. You have one location at this point. You're opening a second one really soon. Please tell the audience a little bit about yourselves. Oh, man. So we are originally from South Dakota. Um, We moved down to Arizona almost five years ago now um, to open Ebb and Flow. Um, And we've been best friends for forever. We grew up together. And it was always kind of our dream to open a coffee shop and um, never really thought that it was going to happen. So went to school and pursued different degrees. Um, And then life happened and ended up bringing us back to this dream of ours. And so, yeah, now here we are. Okay, Liz, you don't have anything to add? You're too cool for school? No. (laughs) No, it was like Carly said, we've been best friends for ever um going on like 21 years now which is wild um and just kind of pursued our dream we chose arizona because it's a question that we get all the time why arizona why arizona we chose arizona because my parents have been snowbirds down here for 10 plus years my grandpa lived down here um so we'd come and visit them pretty frequently and this kind of just became a staple main street was and when the space opened up my dad said hey i know that you have this dream of opening a coffee shop. Um, if you don't open something here, I will. So if my dad says that, you know, it's good. <laughs> so we jumped on it. Um, and it kind of, you know, encompassed everything that Carly and I wanted in a coffee shop community right on main street. Um, we found some really good local vendors for some quality products and we have each other and all of our customers and that's all we need. There you go. That's a beautiful story. So it took a lot of, uh, sacrifice to move from South Dakota. Uh, dedication, determination to keep going. And now you guys, you know, I've been in your your shop a hundred times. Now you're expanding. uh, And and that's another beautiful thing for you guys. So good for you. Good for you. What are some of your hobbies, likes, so your fans know, your customers know, or or the scariest thing you've ever done? Oh, man. (laughs) I've been skydiving twice. Whoa. Probably (laughs) up there on my list of scariest things. Um, and it does not get better the second time. You're just as scared <laughs> the second time. But that's probably one of the scariest. As far as hobbies and interests, um, as a business owner, you kind of get consumed by your business. But it's a great thing because I'm very passionate about you know, our community and coffee. And I love what I do. Um, so when I'm not slinging shots 
or managing people at this point. <laughs> it's um, being outdoors. We love being outdoors. Uh, I have a son named Beckham, and he's seven months old, so he's consumed a lot of my time as well, but all good things. Oh, man. I would say the scariest thing I've done is moving to Arizona to open a coffee <laughs> shop. <laughs> that's up there with skydiving, probably. Right? <laughs> um, but also the best thing I've ever done. Um, hobbies, like Liz said, you know, the business kind of consumes you, which is really cool because my hobby used to be coffee and mm -hmm. now it's my life, you know? So it's pretty cool that we've built a life around something that we enjoy so much. Um, I, again, love spending time outdoors. Um, yeah, hanging out with my husband. I'm currently pregnant, so we're currently prepping for baby. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, let me guess, your, your baby's due around April, correct? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Oh, okay. I won't tell anyone how I knew that. <laughs> Part of my secret of podcasting. Let's <laughs> just say I've done my research. That's right. Congratulations, new mom and soon to be mother. Very good, very yes. good. Why the name Ebb and Flow? Oh, man, that's a good question. So um, we knew that we wanted it to be something that started a conversation, you know, that we put a lot of thought into and that people um, really also put thought into it. And so I will say it was probably one of the hardest parts of opening was. the business yeah. um, because we knew it wanted to be something so special to us and have meaning. Um, so we got help from a lot of our friends and family and, you know, did our research and everything. Um, we landed on Ebb and Flow because we liked kind of the dual meanings that it had. So um, Ebb and Flow, you know, in a sense means decline and regrowth, like the coming and the going. Um, and when we were talking about opening the shop, we were both kind of at this point in our lives where, you know, we were working within our college degrees and we just weren't quite happy. So we were at a point in our lives where we needed some regrowth. You know, we were right. just ready for something new. Um, so it had kind of that deeper meaning for us. And then, um, you know, the literal meaning um, of coming and going has really been relevant in the shop, just seeing our customers come and go every day and like the ebb and flow of life and um, just the ups and downs in general has been really fun to see it relate to the shop. And we love when people come in and, um, you know, always ask us, what does ebb and flow mean? And then once you start talking about it, everybody seems to be able to relate to it in some way. And it's right on a point. You can relate to it. We all go through ebb and flows in life. So I think it really is relatable and, and Tell us a secret, though. What would be your number two choice? What was what was the close second? Oh man, that's a good question. So, yeah, yeah. Like I think that. it was. I think our second was Wanderlust, which Wanderlust. I, yeah, which was yeah. like kind of along the same lines, but was a little bit less original. <laughs> um, it was like because we were both kind of wandering, you know, trying to find our place, and then it was like you know if you wander into a coffee shop. But we like Ebb and Flow. We settled on that and we like it much better. <laughs> very good. I, I think so. I, I think I would have voted for Ebb and Flow too. Very good. Very good. Business planning for business. Now, you're in this, from what I understand, not alone. Is that correct? You have some family members kind of in, in, in Twango involved in this. What are two bullet points of the business plan you would tell to the audience to, to be cautious of, be careful of, consider? Okay. Um, I think probably... 
Number one is to know your demographics of the area that you are going to be starting your business. Um, we have a very unique opportunity in Verado because we have a lot of different people that live here. So a lot of families, a lot of military families. Um, there's the victory. So we have like a, the older population. So a lot of like from young to older. So we get to see it all, which was really unique for us because we weren't really targeting any particular age group or population. We had to kind of keep our um, products and ideas and opportunities wide open. So we had to really choose not just a coffee that Carly and I like because we like very single origin coffee. We had to pursue, you know, that really good dark roast or decaf coffee that, you know, someone who likes to get the same thing every day can come in and get every single day. So we kind of tweaked our menu and our ideas around something for everyone. Um, so that was pretty unique for us. What's another one? Um, yeah. And then I would say, I mean, like you said, we have a lot of family that helps us out. And I think that's been huge for us is Absolutely. just to like be able to ask for help and to lean on um, not just our family's help, but also like the community's opinions on things. Mm -hmm. um, like Liz said, it was huge for us to like, when we first moved down here, we opened it up and said like, hey, what are you guys in Verado looking for in a coffee shop? Absolutely. Because we have our mission statement and our culture that we live by, we breathe by, we stand by, but we also want it to be something that the whole community can enjoy. Um, so that's been a big learning thing for us. And then just understanding that like you have these connections that you've made through the shop and use those connections, use those relationships and those resources, because um, ultimately we found out that there are so many people here that are willing to help or Absolutely. willing to help us grow. So that's where um, the family aspect of it has been huge too. Liz's parents have kind of become our business consultants, kind of, they're absolutely our <laughs> business consultants. Um, so they've been huge soundboards for us and have helped us through um, a lot of tricky times, you know, COVID, hiring, all of those things. So it's been great to be able to have um, people with experience that can kind of be soundboards Mentor. for us yeah. and mentors. Um, and kind of bonus point, um, like Carly said, like we live and breathe our mission statement. And I think it's really important right off the bat as a business to know what your mission statement is, mm -hmm. you know, and to really stand by your guns um, and, you know, have that be the driving force of how you serve your customers. So, you know, just stand in what you believe in and your business will grow around that. So I heard relationships stand out in all of your words, collaboration, uh, teaming up with people, uh, very important. Knowing your audience, like if you were to give a, a speech or a, le a lecture or a lesson, uh, but knowing the community. Yeah, so very absolutely. good. What would are some of your items on your menus? Because you, you serve a variety of things from we breakfast do. things to smoothies to muffins. Can you share with the audience what items you have? Yeah. So we have, like I said, a little bit of everything. So kind of like a one-stop shop. Um, we aim to be more on the healthier side of things. So we offer, offer smoothies and bowls. So we have a, all fresh fruit smoothies. And then our bowls are like smoothie bowls, kind of like acai. So we have like an acai one, um, pitaya, which is dragon fruit. Anthony, I know that's your favorite. <laughs> and then we have, um, you know, some baked goods. We try to appeal to like the gluten-free and the vegan um, population as well and kind of offer a wide variety. 
And then on top of that, we have all of our coffee drinks as well and breakfast. So we have bagels, homemade cream cheese, um, build your own breakfast sandwiches. What am I missing? And you have me hooked on that. It's not you, it's me. But you went the extra mile uh, and and put the, uh, convinced me of the espresso shot. That's and, right. Uh, oh my God. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm flying high. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. What were you going to say? I was gonna, I was interrupting you, Carly. No, um, I was just adding to what Liz said. Um, so also on our menu, I would say like our kegerator yep. is something that's been really popular for us. We have all of our nitro cold brews. Um, we brew our teas and put that on the kegerator. And then we have kombucha on tap, which is really mm. fun. Um, and yeah, really good, good seller for us. So we have a wide variety of things and we try to, again, appease to the masses. There you go. What's your future hold? Uh, you're already expanding to a second location. What, what are there more menu items coming, more fancy names, uh, on your menu? Uh, <laughs> you're going to have a third, fourth, fifth buildings, uh, anything new coming down the pike? Opportunities. Yes. Um, we kind of go by the policy you know, leave the door open. So we always leave our opportunities, you know, we're always searching for new opportunities and we're never going to close a door Mm -hmm. um, and not welcome something new in. Heck, we didn't even think that we were going to open a second one. So yes, (laughs) yes. Who knows? There might be a third, fourth, fifth, sixth one. Um, We might be the new Starbucks or we might just keep it to our two and keep it in our home space. Um, But as far as menu items, we are bringing on lunch. So we're going to have a couple of new sandwiches and salads, and we might have some new names up our sleeves. You never know. <laughs> you never know. All right. All right. Feel free to add the word Anthony into one of your items. You know, <laughs> Anthony's, Anthony's kale salad or something. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Better salad. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I, Please, if you do that, I'll let you. I'll let you borrow that. I just want a picture next to the salad. That's all I ask. Wow, that was good. Thank I, you. I don't want any money. Just a picture by the salad. I love it. All right, cool. I like that. Be better salad. I like that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, hiring. Let's talk about people because people make the world go round, and yeah. you have to hire people to work in your business. Um, what is something you look for? A couple of things you look for in people to to join your team. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, with our mission statement, like our number one thing is customer service. So we're always looking for somebody who is just approachable, fun, and has that easygoing mentality and can really hold a conversation with the customer because, like we've said a million times, we're just really big on creating those relationships within the shop. Um, so we focus more so on the person and their personality rather than their experience. Um, that's not so important to us because that's something that's easily trainable. Um, So we just look for somebody who vibes well with um, our other staff, with us, and just is able to, yeah, hold those conversations with our customers. (laughs) Um, Going off of that, it's really important to us that people are able to multitask because in the shop, it's constantly busy. There's always things going on. yeah, what else? Being able to clean a toilet is a plus. Yes. Um, wow. right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, no, we definitely search for, you know, the person. We seek the person first and we train the business after. Um, so as long as they have our few core values, um, we can train how to do espresso. We can train how to stay on task and that sort of thing. But you can't train a person to smile. 
<laughs> there you go. There you go. Because again, I'm an extraordinary uh, podcaster. Tell us about when you hire someone, you ask them about their animal style. That's right. Their spirit animal. Yeah, yes. There you go. There you go. That's right. It's always a fun question to ask. Um, first of all, it kind of lightens the mood during an interview. We don't like to take our interviews too serious. And it's a good opportunity for us to kind of see how um, the interviewee sees themselves or portrays themselves. Sometimes they're like, oh, wow, I've never thought about that. Or on the flip side, they'll have an answer like right away. Or they're like, oh, I I'm a Gemini. The Buzz- I'm this, this, yeah, this. Yeah. Took the BuzzFeed quiz and I know this through and through. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's just fun to kind of get an idea of how they see themselves and what attributes they take from their spirit animal. Heck yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And what are your animals again? I know Liz, you're a fox. I am a fox. <laughs> and I'm a buffalo. You're That's right. Buffalo. That's right. That's right. That's right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right. What is the good, bad, and the ugly when it comes to leading a business? Mm. <laughs> that's a good one. That is a good one. So I'd say the good of leading a business is you get to see growth. You get to see growth in your business. You get to see the growth of the people that you hire, um, filling those positions. You get to see growth in yourself. Um, and you kind of reach goals that you didn't really think were attainable. So that's always really good. It's like, you know, you're reaching this, you set this goal and you like proceed it. Or what's the word? Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad at those words. Um, and then I'd say, you know, the bad is, you know, the days, certain days, you know, when one thing goes wrong, everything goes wrong. It's like when your freezer's down, yeah. all of a sudden your prep table's down and you have three people call out. Those are hard. The day-to-days, those are pretty hard. Or I would say yeah. the unexpected. Yeah. I mean, two years ago, we didn't think COVID was going to be a thing. Absolutely. And we had no idea how it was going to affect our business or the community as a whole or us personally because we were already at that point planning the second shop. Um, so just the constant unknowns of what's going to affect my business, how long is it going to affect my business, um, how is it going to affect me personally, and those are things that you can't control. Yeah, you can't control, you can't plan for. So I think that's been one of the hardest things. Maybe the ugliest. The ugliest. <laughs> Very good. For people wanting to start a business, you, you've touched on a lot of things that can help them. What are maybe one or two more things if, if someone wants to start a business that you would advise? Um, I would say make sure it's something you're passionate about Yeah, um, sure. because it will consume you. Um, if you do it with somebody, make sure that it's somebody that you like. You like. <laughs> Liz and I are very fortunate <laughs> that we, it's amazing, but we've never really thought. Um, so yeah, do it with somebody that you like and you're not going to get sick of because my husband always jokes that Liz is more so my partner than he is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sometimes. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I think, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but really having that support and leaning on them. Mm-hmm. I know like when we first opened this shop, our first location, we had family members that were taking out trash. They were doing dishes. They were like passing out samples in the line, like anything that they could do to help. They were right there. So I think just having your support always to have you. And on those days, like when it's emotionally just terrifying, 
Um, we don't think we can make it till tomorrow, whatever. They're always there like, it's a new day. Like, come on, you got it. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up the next day and we're back there doing the same thing. And, it, you know, you get through it. So as long as you have that support there to kind of lead and guide your decisions. We were fortunate because we have family who is also our consultants. <laughs> so, I mean, that has its pros and cons in itself. So, but I mean, it's very, we're very fortunate that we have that. And I would recommend that anyone that is starting a business that you don't go at it alone, that you at least have someone in your corner. Yeah. Be okay to ask for help, um, yeah. build those relationships, bring in possibly, like you said, your family to help out. And that's all good. And that's all okay. That's all yeah. Good. And I think another really big thing for us um, has just been like being so active in the shop. You know, it was yeah, never true. a goal to be owners that were absent. Um, we love being in the shop and working alongside mm -hmm. of our team and talking with our regulars and our customers and meeting with our vendors. Like we never wanted to have the approach to where we just owned it and that was it. You know, we really now, take pride Now in we kind of like have stepped out a little bit in the days that we get it's behind so the bar. Weird. It's like, oh my gosh, I missed it so much. Yeah. yeah. We miss uh, our customers too. Yeah. Very good. Last couple of questions. How do you balance uh, the business and family life? How, how do you pull yourself away? because I know you're so entrenched in it and say, okay, things are fine. We have procedures in place. I can step out and be with my family. Yeah. That's a tough one. That is tough. Still learning that. Yeah. Always. <laughs> I think, and I think it's always evolving. So it was like, you know, we both, when we started this place, like we were both just dating our significant others. So it was learning to create that time for date nights. And then it was like, then we both went through wedding planning and getting married and then it was like, all right, now I really have to plan a wedding and, you know, be in my business. And then you get married. And then now it's like we're both having kids. So it's like I have to create some sort of time. So just being able, I think, to delegate your time and being intentional about where you're placing your time in your day and just providing space for all of your areas that are important to you is really important. Kind of like creating boundaries. Yeah, we've always been good about um, communicating with each other and making sure that we're not getting burnt out because... Mm -hmm. If we get burnt out, our managers get burnt out, our staff gets burnt out, um, you know, it's that trickle down effect. So we always try to delegate to each other and say like, hey, okay, I know you have family in town this weekend. I want you to dedicate that time to your family. I'll be on call and vice versa. You know, we really think that it's important to be able to differentiate the two because you don't want to get burnt out at home or at the shop. Yeah. Very good. Where can people contact you guys? Are you on social media? We are. Yes. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram is the best way or our website. Um, Ebb and Flow Coffee Co. is our tags that you can find us at. Across the board. Ebb and Flow Coffee Co. <laughs> at gmail.com for emails too. Awesome. Awesome. And your current shop is at, what's the address of your current shop? It's in the Verado community in Buckeye, Arizona. What's the address? <laughs> we're right on Main Street. It's 21084 West Main Street, and we're Suite 101. All right. Very, very good. Anything you want to add in closure? Did we miss anything? Any uh, other piece of advice? I don't think so. Don't Thank you so much so. for having us. We're so honored when we get to like be a part of these things because yes. we don't feel that special. So when we get on these, we're always like, oh. Very nice. humbly. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you guys. You guys do a great job at your shop. I love going thank there all the time. You'll see me back uh, many more times. So thank you for what you do. And thank you for doing this. I really appreciate you. If you can just hang on, I want to talk to you offline real quick. Okay. Absolutely. You got it. Thank you. Thank you.